Patrick Pooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Number 33 in the 50 most relevant. Yeah, can you believe it? We're getting quite close to halfway through this list. He's one of the most consistent and underrated premium defenders available. The question is, is Tom Stewart the perfect point of difference for your starting squad or is he someone better to try to take on? Helping me to talk all things Tom Stewart for his first episode of the 2020 preseason. I've got the Fox. Hello, mate. Good on, good on, mate. Happy New Year and happy New Year to the listeners out there. And uh, 2020 did not come around quickly. Yes, no, it, it certainly turned up very, very quickly. But the good news is we're just days away now, depending on the format you choose to play. Days away from some of these salary cap formats opening for us. And Thomas Stewart's a fascinating cat to talk about, pardon the pun. 26-year-old defender. His best score last year came against the West Coast Eagles in AFL Fantasy. It was 124 in that format. He's averaged 95 is what he's priced at for us this year. While in Supercoach, it was 124 against the GWS Giants. He's priced at an average of 98.1, just over 530,000 in that format. A tick over 700,000 in fantasy, and a little bit below that in Dream Team. And Fox, it's pretty crazy to believe that just four or five years ago, he was playing for South Barwon in the Geelong Footy League, and now all of a sudden he's an All-Australian, one of the best defenders in the game. What a meteoric rise he's had. Yeah, absolutely. Just come from nowhere. Um, very reliable. Uh more than durable, uh, and the cats love it in his hands. He's and he's elite. Uh, he's elite in quite a few categories too. Yeah, he is. He's he really is the modern day prototype defender, isn't he? he he's really able to play on smalls or talls. Uh, he can play the lockdown or the intercept role. Um, and in terms of rebounding, um, he's elite in that. He ranks elite in the league as a rebound defender with an average of eight of them per game. Um, so he really is one of the perfect defenders for us to look at and is relevant across all the formats last year. Um, he did really have a breakout year in 2018. Um, he averaged 79 in Dream Team and Fantasy. Um, in Supercoach, it was 85. He had a significant increase, around about 13, 14 points per game on those averages into 2019. And in Supercoach last year, he finished the season second behind Jake Lloyd for most points. Yeah, so for total points, he's your number two available defender. In averages, that's where he gets brought back to the pack a little bit more because he uh, averaged seventh overall with an average of 98.2. But in terms of points per minute, he's going just fine, well over 1.2 points per minute. Um, And from his 22 games last year in Supercoach, eight scores of 100 or more, three of them were 120 or above. And... While his ceiling's not super crazy, Fox, and we'll talk about his AFL fantasy numbers in a moment, it's his ability to have a really high scoring basement or floor that probably makes him quite appetising for coaches. Yeah, absolutely. You did mention eight. He's gone to eight dream team tons. But you've got a the consistency. He's gone for a 92, a 93, a 97, 98, and a 99. 
Yeah. How, how consistent is that? Yeah, he, he's phenomenally consistent in, in his role. Last year um, in Supercoach, he dipped his score below 80 in just the three games, but never below 74. Again, you can hear that and go, oh, three scores under 80, that's not what I want. Well, hang on a second. If you break it down against some of the other key premium defenders that we have available this year, you take that deviation of what he can do at his peak. Yes, he's got a ceiling, not the frequency of others, but he's got a ceiling. It's the high basement we love. A 74 is your lowest score. That's not going to destroy you. It's the 50s, the 60s. It's the get tagged out of the game. He's not giving you that. And for a guy that had such great scoring about him in Supercoach last year, remember, number two point scorer in that format. Crazily enough, he had just 20% of ownership last year in Supercoach. That's really quite low, isn't it, Fox, for a guy that's got such good sk- scoring consistency? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it actually surprised me when I did a bit more research on him. Absolutely surprised me. I actually like, I actually, the thing that actually stood out the most to me um, was the ratio. The oh, here we go. Um, you know, when you're doing your footy, Kate says, kick the, kick the thing, kick the friggin' thing. Um, 19 to 4, uh, kick to handball, which uh, broke that down to about four and a half times to one that he's kicking at the handball, and that's what you want. It's, uh, it wouldn't be a Fox podcast without a ratio, so thanks. <laughs> I felt what is through. Um, no, no, it just stood out. It's bloody, okay, it stood out. It really stood out. Oh, absolutely, it does. It really should. In Fantasy and Dream Team last year, he had a phenomenal season too. Um, for total points of defenders, he was ranked fourth. Only Lloyd, Laird, and Crisp, who we've heard already from in the 50 most relevant, they're the only three that scored more points than him total last year. Ranked sixth for averages overall. And across the year in Fantasy and Dream Team, eight tons. Three of those were 110 or higher. And very similar in Supercoach. His scoring consistency was on display in that format. Just the two scores below 80 all year and a seasonal low of 73. We've talked about that consistency, Fox, and we've seen that across the year. It wasn't like some players can like fly out of the gate to start the year and slow down. We saw that a little bit with James Sicily, who we talked about just a few days ago in the 50 most relevant, but that wasn't the case um, for Tom Stewart. In Dream Team and Fantasy last year, pre-buy, he was averaging 96 over the first 12 games. Post-buy, 93. That's really nice deviation through there. Really nice consistency. Meaning, while he had you know a really strong opening four or five weeks, and you really didn't get burned when you picked him. Well, for Supercoach, a little bit stronger pre-buy, 101 was his average. Post-buy was 95. Those are the kind of numbers you like to see from a guy that you're thinking about as a starting squad candidate. Yeah, definitely. Um, talking about starting, um, uh, his first three games, he's got the best average. Out of the four best averages um, he has against teams, he plays three of those teams. Oh. That's a small sample size, but the Giants, Suns and Eagles, uh, they're three of the four best teams. The other one is Carlton. Yeah. Which is going to play later in the year. Interesting to think about. I, I, I think the big question I have, and I'm curious, Fox, on your take about him as we, we look at Tom Stewart, is it does feel like it's a little bit of the age-old question of what's more important to you? Is it a player's ceiling? Or is it scoring consistency? Would you rather get a guy that's got the potential to get 130s, 140s, 150s? We talked about one of these players just a few days ago 
in a Bashahuli who has consistency too, but you know has got a much bigger ceiling, or do you prefer the guy that you know you're not going to get a sixty or a fifty out of? You're probably also not going to get a one thirty. What's more important to how you like to play the game, Fox? Oh, that, that, that's a hard one. I like to have one of each. Yep. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So one, you might like choose... One, you know, one team in there that's consistent. Yeah. Another one that's got a high ceiling. Yeah, and, nice. You know, if you're going to take two. So you might pick someone that's... A, if you were maybe the avenue of looking through a, a Tom Stewart that could, could be appealing to coaches, could be... You might be thinking of taking a, a starting squad target with a Dan Houston, who, while having a midfield role, should score well. But there is an element of risk around that, or someone like a Hooley, who we've talked about, yeah. who's got some injury concerns but has a ceiling. Um, maybe a Doherty, if you like, well, I think he'll be good, but I'm not too sure. That's where you're thinking, Stuart, might be that perfect anchor for your side to give you some confidence to build off. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have a nice mix myself. Okay, fair enough. Look, I like his buy round, round 12. So the first of those multi-buy rounds. So for some, it might be a guy you choose to target as a, a trade target after the multi-buys. But in terms of notable premiums off that round, uh, he's up against guys like Shannon Hearn, who's who's very, very good, especially over the past two years. He has been. But at 32, are we going to start seeing a decline in scoring? Maybe, maybe not. A Dan Houston, who was revealed uh, around about a week ago in the 50 most relevant um He's also got some question marks, not so much about scoring, but that it's linked to him needing to be in the midfield. So there are some options off that multi-buy, whereas Stewart has neither of those concerns, does he? He's got age on his side in the mid-20s, and that role that he's got through the Geelong backline, that ain't changing anytime soon. Yeah, that guy, he hasn't got a lot to contend with. Um, probably overrun his rich yep. on, on that buy round. So he's, he's, a, he's a perfect guy to bring in you know, off, that, off that first buy. Yeah, I, I really, the more I, I looked and researched and, and and thought about Tom Stewart, the more I'm like, look, it, it doesn't feel like it's a, a really exciting pick. Uh, it doesn't scream like, yes, this is a, but, but it is a building block for your side. Again, every co- coach plays it differently. Some might see those low hundred numbers and go, oh, it's not the ceiling I want. Whereas others see, he's not going to hurt me. Like again, you know, top four or five finisher in terms of total points in all formats, top two in super coach. Gosh, we know he can score. Um, he's pretty durable for the most part, just missed two games in the past, uh, one game, sorry, in the past two seasons. However, the slight concern probably is that since returning from the Christmas break, um, he's in the rehab group at Geelong. He's got a bit of a groin complaint. He is slowly building his running base over the coming weeks, but I suppose some silver lining in it, Fox is... He, that might turn a few people away from having him in their starting squad, and and at this stage the club don't think he's going to miss any preseason. Yeah, it's early days at the moment. I just you know, caught up with that news this morning, uh, but it is early days. Um, yeah, just keep an eye. Yeah, look. Yeah, I agree. Look, across all formats last year, his ownership was under thirty percent. Um, so you know, crazy unique considering what he could do. And that might be the thing that just tips him over the line for for a coach looking for a, a unique option in your back line. Stuart, we know can do it. Um, there's no reason to suggest he won't be able to do it again with no question mark about role or age or new big players coming into that back six. So if you are, you know, considering him, keep an eye on that ownership because, gosh, if he's in something like under 10% of sides, given what he gave us last year, 
He could be the perfect starting squad option and really set you apart from the pack. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge kick along. You know, have a go, a unique guy. All right, well, let's talk about what we're going to do with drafts with him. I, I do believe he's going to be someone's first defender off the board, just given the price point he's set or the average point for drafts that he's set at. It's going to be very, very difficult to, unless you go defender-defender with your first two picks, which, to be honest, that's probably a dumb move. Um, without telling you how to draft, it's probably not the smartest way to play the game. But um, where do you think... I, I struggle to see him going inside the first 30 selections off off a draft board. I think that's too early. Maybe in the fourth round, he'll be there still. Um, but definitely in the fifth, Gosh, you couldn't say no to him at that point, could you? Yeah. I, I, personally, I'm not the greatest drafter, but uh, I'd have him sort of in and around the same place that Basha Hooley would be. Yeah, from the other day. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I'd have yeah, I'd have him in the fourth. Uh, yeah. So you might look at your first round again. Everything depends on where your positioning is in terms of a pick because, you know, you might be able to get yourself a uh, a, a Grundy or a Gorn, you might be able to get yourself a Whitfield or, or a Lloyd or something like that or a McRae at the top of the tree, you know it could be a lock away, two big midfielders or two big mids and a, and a forward and, and Stewart's your perfect first defender I agree, I, I think if he's sitting there in the fourth round and I haven't drafted a defender just yet um, it's going to be hard pressed to not pick him Yeah, for me, for me personally, defenders are, are not the priority in drafting um, you know, for you know, first two picks. Yeah, um, but if they're there, if they're there, if they're there, and they're good, yeah, take them. Oh, absolutely. Again, everyone's different. I know some people that will refuse to pick a dra- a ruck um, until their final pick, even if they had pick one and had the option of Brody Grundy, they'd still not. So again, it's not telling people how to draft. Do what you want. It's more going. Look, I think inside the first thirty overall selections. It's probably too early, given what you're choosing to pass up. But, gosh, consistent, durable. He's not going to hurt you. Look, I, I really like him as a pick uh, across all formats this year. Mate, I uh, appreciate your thoughts today on Tom Stewart. No worries, mate. I can go back and have a holiday. Yeah, no, you go back and do that as well. If you want to go and check out the article on him, uh, that is all there for you now, coachespanel.tv. While you're there, you can go and check out the brand-new preseason watch list series. Our friends from Lane Kicking are giving you some AFL fantasy players to go and check out. All the links for their podcast and uh, their website is all found throughout that link. As well, you can go back and check all the other players we've revealed so far in the 50 most relevant. If you're loving these podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. Tell your friends that play the same salary cap formats of the game about the coaches panel. And if you want to get ahead of the game, get some early access content, you can support the coaches panel, join our Patreon, and you'll get these podcasts a day ahead of everybody else. The number 32 player in the 50 most relevant, well, they're out tomorrow.